Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. In the miracle, candles of my vehicle, eight nights, gonna shine invincible, no longer be divisible, born through the struggle, keep on moving through all this hustle, head up, head down, through all of the bustle, New York City wanna flex your muscle, look so down, look so puzzled, huddle around your fire through all the rubble, bound to stumble and fall, but my strength comes not from man at all, bound to stumble and fall, but my strength comes not from man at all. Welcome to episode 152 of the After Lodge Podcast, brought to you in the smoldering dust that's left of the uh, what was Christmas and the Hanukkah menorah for tonight. Uh, I'm out of five candles, they just burned out, signaling it was time to start the show. So uh, I am broadcasting from home tonight, which is an interesting experiment. Hopefully if, if my daughter sleeps through it, I'll do this again. Uh, otherwise, if you hear children screaming and women screaming and then my camera and mic go dead, uh, After Lodge Harlem will be out for the night. So, I am uh, joined this week uh, in the ruins of Christmas uh, by Matt, who has returned from the ruins of Detroit. Say hello, Matt. Hola. 
he was so upset that nobody commented on last week's show that he wanted to uh, redeem himself. And also because as producer Marshall wasn't there last week, and now he is with us tonight. What's so up? for the first time on Google Hangouts, Marshall. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Welcome, Marshall. And Matt. Welcome back, Matt. We're glad to Thank have you, you again. Thank you, sirs. I'll drink to that. To you guys. And that incredibly handsome dude you hear is none other than worshipless or, well, worshipful producer Bruce. Uh, well, you know, it's titles. What are titles? Gentlemen. This is Freemasonry. Titles are everything. <laughs> it's what we live for. And then we tell people they don't matter. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you know what men will go through in this fraternity for a title? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. Uh, we also have, um, as producer Nick, uh, who was filling in for Marshall and is still filling in for Marshall tonight, somehow. We invited them both because we thought it would be comical. Oh, man. Can't wait. Oh, hey, you see that, Nick? He's a uh, he is a big dude. You see him on the camera. Whoa. Uh... He's, he's more than looking to be the ass, the ass producer. That's fine. <laughs> How many producers I, I will give up have? my title. <laughs> uh, I've never no, heard Bruce, of him. We have to talk either. about your contract. Isn't it absurd? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it comes with all of the Canada Dry Tin you can drink, which is to say about one can. And um, our good friend G-Pack is back from the office. G-Pack. Also hanging out on IRC uh, under the moniker used to be chaplain, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, it looks like he's all frozen up. Tony, can you hear us? I like it. Every once in a while, I think you've got me on like a 10-second delay or something. <laughs> Wait, so... You're not actually like watching the YouTube live stream, are you? Because it is on like a 10 second delay. No, no, I haven't got. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to bring it up on my work email, so I'm just using my work Wi Fi. They'll never see me doing this now, right? No, they won't. It's uh, it's totally how that works. It's, it's secure. They'll just see that you're on Google Hangouts, and that's about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I like G Pack. It's, it's sticking. That's what we're calling you now. G-Pack. <laughs> G-Pack, what's that? That's your grumpy past angry chaplain. Oh. Uh, bull builds it. It's like Tupac. Oh, okay. But G-Pack. Hello, Harlan. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> Hello, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Tony. Hi. Hey, hey. hi, Jamie. How you doing? How good are you? <laughs> I seen a picture of you all on Facebook. It was an, uh, an older picture, like eight years ago or something, or six years ago. And you two have not changed a bit. That sucks. Look, I mean, you, <laughs> you guys look just, just like you did six years ago. That's that's Thank amazing. You. It's the Olive Ole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have a uh, we have a big crew tonight. Uh, we haven't had this many guys on since the uh, IRC free for all, which could be good or bad. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, in the meantime, okay. 
In the meantime, whoa, we're whoa. going. We're going to take over everything now. Harlan, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still with you. I uh, was chastising Tony about the YouTube live stream, and then somehow I opened the YouTube live stream. And then I heard <laughs> the conversation we just had ten seconds ago playing back. Kind of sounds like something Tony would do, actually. Yeah, so then I started responding to things we had just said, and then it, it sorry, it's closed now. We're all good. Uh, as I was saying, uh, Bruce, what are yes, you doing these days now that uh, Santa Claus has gone back to the North Pole? Well, you know, everybody has, has all of their um, packages, literally all of them, and uh, life is, is, is back to being awesome, you know. Santa get you any tuna fish? Uh, oddly enough, I got a bunch of sweaters. I've been made fun of recently by like a lot of friends for my sweater wearing, which I like. I only owned previous to Saturday like two, and now I've got like ten. So I don't know really how that happened, but I, I, I guess that's how I'm rolling now. Sweaters are cool. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Marshall, keep telling yourself that. Right. Yes, <laughs> sir. What have you been up to since uh, you were last on the podcast, which was God knows how long ago? Oh, just about the same, man. Just working, dealing with you fools. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, full time job in and of itself. Marshall here was just made Ch or Tyler of the After Lodge Lodge. Um, Again. <laughs> Yes, we, we and every other year I get voted in as Tyler for some reason. I don't know why. Well, and then you get voted out because you start showing up to lodge with an AK-47 instead of a Tyler sword. <laughs> no, it's an AR-15. It's not an AK-47. Get it right. Oh, is that what you're sporting now? <laughs> so some guys listening and saying, "Totally not the same, man. Totally not the same." That's it's right. all fun and games until we have a family night, <laughs> right? <laughs> You Wait, may not enter. <laughs> you know you're going to be safe. Yeah. You're not going to have somebody somebody trying to break in. Right. <laughs> well, well, I love that meme that uh, that I shared on Facebook, man. It was that was perfect. And it had the uh the Tyler as that uh, the Viking. Oh yeah. And that was very fitting. I just I'm going to bring my axe next my next meeting. <laughs> the Tyler's axe. And my horned head. <laughs> yeah. hey, in my horned helmet you might have your work cut out for you uh, this year uh, I accidentally <coughs> broke my boss um, what so, does that mean? Uh, one of the guys I, I work with I made a joke about the Denver airport um, just because he was making cracks about Freemasons and so on so I did that and then he went down the rabbit hole, and now he's just gone crazy. And then when I try to tell him that he's looking at crazy stuff, it's, yeah, of course that's what you'd say. <laughs> and I'm worried he's going to start, like, telling me. And there's not much I can do about it because he kind of controls whether or not my contract renews. And since well, that's this your is problem. It's client, not mine. Like 90% of my building. Yeah. That's when you go to him and you say, yes, boss, it's whatever you think it is. Yeah, so... <laughs> Tell him to come for a visit. He's been going down the internet rabbit hole and, and hasn't stopped for like two weeks now. 
Um, he he's been down William Morgan. He's been down the Denver airport. He's he's been down the uh, the whatever hippies in California that do the cremation of the Bohemian Grove thing. Uh, all of it, all of it. Well, I mean, at least he's actually educating himself as opposed to most guys who say this stuff and like have heard nothing but Bill Schnobeline. Yeah, no, Bill Schnobeline is the kind of stuff he's he's finding. So that's the problem. Well, tell him to come for a visit, and I'll have a nice talk then when he comes to the door. Yeah. Can you put the axe, can you hide, like, put a sheet over it or something when you're talking to him at least? Yeah, one of the spare sheets we have with uh, two holes cut in it. Hey, yeah. hey Bruce. Yes, sir. You may be master. You may be sitting in the east, but outside that door is my domain. I agree 100%. I'm just saying, try not to scare the, the loonies away when they're two feet in the door. Get him a little further in at least. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to scare him away. I'm going to have him carted away. Oh. Well, this might work in my favor in the end. Hey, you're all the ones. Hey, you all are the ones that voted me in. This is your fault. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I cast that ballot. Yeah. Your deacon doesn't, doesn't have to introduce visitors if he scares them away. <laughs> Actually, right. I kind of like this. Well, like for the whole year, Marshall, will you just scare off anybody who's not in there when we open? I would appreciate that very much. Particularly the most worshipful. Yeah, I'll um, take care. I, absolutely. If yes, sir. Up, I'll take care. The less pressure on me, the better. I promise you the Grand Master will not have his dues card. So if he shows up, demand his dues card. There you go. I don't recognize you. Yeah, we've had that happen where the Grand Master shows up. And the Tyler's like, you got his dues card. He's like, nope. Don't you recognize the colors? He's like, nope. You ain't coming in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, our Tyler at the time he was like six foot seven and four hundred <laughs> pounds, big guy, and Grandmaster did not come in. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nope. The Grandmaster a couple years ago uh, got <laughs> shot out of a lodge because he, the Tyler was a new guy and didn't know him, and he didn't have any paperwork on him so the tyler just never let him in no one knew the grand master was there till after lodge was over and <laughs> he was still waiting outside when someone came out oh that's awesome that tyler I mean, was a hero. The grand was master that be PGM Rick? say again matt was that would that be pgm rick uh no it was the guy after him i think oh okay um well, I didn't know him either, so <laughs> ain't nobody yeah. knowing. <laughs> well, you think like he wasn't upset about it. Like he held this guy up as the example of what Tyler should be all over the state. Uh, I wonder so, if he was commended for his excellence in tiling later. Because he should have been. Yeah, he should have been. Mm. But I doubt it. Uh, he was. He he got brought up at the educational conferences and everywhere the Grand Master went. <laughs> the story he told all year. <laughs> all right. So our uh, very loose open theme for the evening is initiation. Does uh, anybody want to well, start us down that trail or, or, or are we jumping into something else here? Was what to expect when you're expecting. Yeah, and I, just, I thought it was interesting when um, on Reddit, on the Freemasonry subreddit, 
a lot of people say, hey, I'm looking to join or, hey, I found something of my grandfather's and I want to know more about it. I want to become a Mason. What do I do? Um, and those kind of posts are on our Freemasonry every single day. Yeah. So it's actually pretty cool. I think I've seen, well, not seen, but I've stayed in touch with about five or six guys from the subreddit that actually became Master Masons over the course of like the last year or so. That's pretty cool. So, uh, initial thoughts. So initial So if somebody, I'll start. So if somebody wants to become a Mason at your lodge, I mean, they've Googled it, maybe found their lodge in their area, then what happens next? What kind of process do you guys have? So for us, um, we haven't had anybody in a while that didn't know somebody. Uh, but generally, they, they call the secretary because our Grand Lodge sees fit to publish our personal phone numbers on the website. Um, and then the secretary, in, in our Lodge's case, uh, I have some idea of what the secretary does, which is invites them to one of our pancake breakfasts or before a Lodge meeting for dinner or something to meet some guys. Uh, lately, we've been doing a better job of, of stringing them along and, and kind of feeling them out, making sure we, we actually like the fellows uh, before anybody signs their petition, uh, which is different than when I joined, which is I called the secretary. I met up with him. He signed my petition. Someone else signed it, and that was that. Well, a lot of that is because the secretary knew you fit into what we what we do or what we or the type of people we are over there. Maybe he had just met me, and it was it was Jason. So, you know, character judgment. <laughs> eh, well, unfortunately, I guess we kind of like you over there, so that's why you're still there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was that or just nobody wanted the job. That could have been it too, but I'm trying to make him feel better, Bruce. That is true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, the, the night I was initiated, uh, people told me, you're going to be secretary, and I kind of laughed, and then all these years later, <laughs> here I am. Here you are. You, so, fell right I, in, you fell right in the trap. <laughs> I think I came into the lodge, and the brethren saw me, as as I was made a mason and I had sucker written across my forehead in lipstick. They were like, you're going to make a fantastic secretary someday. Well, what you don't know is on your third degree, that's what was on your forehead. You just didn't realize it. <laughs> you just didn't know. So you guys have them come to dinner beforehand and then do you make them ask for a petition or do you say, hey, we'd like to give you a petition? Oh no, you always come and oh, ask. They have to ask. They have to ask. <clears throat> in Michigan, they've got uh, what they call the six steps program to, of initiation. And what they try to do is get the people to come in. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry about that. What the hell was that? Well, they try to get the people to come in and get the, to, to learn about the people in the lodge and how the lodge works and and i found that all the people that we've gone through step-by-step step with the six steps of initiation have all fallen through. It's always the guy that comes in 
out of the blue to a, a, a Thursday night dinner and just gets to learn who the guys are. Those are the guys that ask for the, the petitions and stay around the longest. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I think it's important. I mean, I, I think that part of it is very important because you know what type of guys are going to be there, the type of guys you're going to be uh, communicating with on a, on a you know weekly or bi-weekly, monthly, whatever basis. Very much, so, and uh, especially coming in as an initiate, I, like I think it's even more important to know the individual people than at that point what Freemasonry is all about or you know any, anything about what we do because if you, if you like – all the guys that are there, then that's going to go a very long way towards improving your experience. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you I guys agree. have any guests? Well, uh, it, it, sorry, go ahead. That's one. Uh, that's one of the things that we preach to the the uh, the new uh, the new initiates is the fact of uh, you know you pick a lodge that's you know one not necessarily close to your home, but pick pick a lodge that you fit in, and that's a big mm-hmm. part of it. You know, that's a big part of what we preach there at. You know, at our lodge specifically, you know, maybe our lodge isn't what, you know, is for you, but, you know, we'll help you find a lodge. It's a little closer or what, or maybe mm-hmm. help you find it if you're that serious, help you find a lodge that's uh, more fitting to you. And that's happened in the past. So it all depends right. on the individual. Yeah, it's important to go around and visit other lodges. No one's going to get upset. No one's going to get jealous if you visit another lodge in the area and just see, just like you said, like where you fit in perfectly and. Uh, both ways, they help. They you like these guys, and these guys like you. But yeah, that, mm. that definitely takes some time. Oh yeah, I was lucky. The first lodge I I, I went to was a lodge that I stayed at and got to know some of these crazy crazy guys here, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like them a little bit. So <laughs> I stuck around. <laughs> nice. Yeah, mine Actually, was. The funny part about it is what? Go ahead. No, no, go. Funny about. No, no, I'm just saying the funny part of it is, is me and Harlan actually pretty much went through together. And uh, it was, uh, it was it's, it's very interesting seeing, uh, you know, seeing both of us, you know, maintain a, a uh, presence there in the lodge. So That's cool. Was there anybody else in your uh, candidate class or whatever? No, um, actually, it was just me and Harlan. Me and Harlan was the only two at that particular time. Well, there was another guy, but uh, he's no longer... Oh, wait. He part of the lodge. So I don't really consider him. <laughs> <laughs> like Marshall said, it was just him and you. Yeah. <laughs> for two, for three. That's not <laughs> so cool. So yeah, they come to dinner for a while. Somebody, somebody gives them the hint that hey, you have to ask for the petition. They get the petition, find a couple signers, and then what's how long is the process before? They turn into paperwork, and then you guys announce it to the lodge. Uh, once they turn in the paperwork, it's ASAP. Uh, we don't we don't drag that part out. So no, but they still have cases, to ask for the petition. Yeah. Well, once they've turned in the petition, it's the them asking for it part that takes a while. Yeah. Once they've turned it in, it's usually as close to twenty eight days as we can manage between the time <laughs> they turn it in and when they're initiated. Right, right. Well, one of the things we like to do is, like, if you turn your petition in, uh, we usually uh, wait about two weeks, then we go and uh, start contacting them for the investigation. And then uh, 
then, then of course we try to make it two to three weeks after that, depending on when our lodge meets and what we're doing on that lodge, particular lodge night. And uh, we try to get them in at that point, you know, but uh, we try not to make them wait too long. But uh, at the same time, we make them you know, wait to, you know, a lot of period of time anyway. Cool. So when you have the With investigation keeping... committee going out, um, do they go out? Because in Massachusetts, I was contacted separately. And I had to meet with each one separately, and there was three of them. Do you guys, does the investigation go to them uh, separately or together? And do they go to their house or meet them at Starbucks or whatever? We, uh, well, in, anytime that I'm on the investigating committee or if I'm the chairman of that committee, um, I, I kind of leave it up to the candidate. Um, but I do try to make it to where it's a, uh, all three of us meet them at the one that at the same time, but uh, I don't, and I personally don't mind getting everybody together, go going to their home, meeting them at where you know, meeting them at Starbucks, which I really don't like meeting them out in public because there are some questions that, that we do ask. But uh, a lot of times, we a lot of times that uh, they like to come to meet at, at at our lodge itself, you know. But that's that's the way I do things personally. But you know, everybody does the things differently. So yeah. yeah. It just depends on the candidate. Cool. I mean, we'll 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 try and work with them. If if they live close to lodge, we would prefer yeah. to meet at lodge. But it's almost always. I mean, in every situation, in every investigation I can think of, it's always the committee as a whole goes and meets with them. I don't I don't ever yeah. recall it being done individually. But hmm. I haven't been a lot. We try to do it that way. Guys. I do. I try to do it that way because it's easier on the the the, the three investigators. Sure. Uh, to meet, and that way it's uh, we're only taking up uh, you know a couple hours of the of the candidate's time versus a couple hours three times, you know. So just, it, it all depends on the candidate, and we kind of fill them out and see what they're wanting to do, and kind of go from there. Hmm. Very cool. How many guys do you normally? Uh, how many possible can't petitioners? Whatever title we give them, how many do you guys normally get a year? Candidates. <clears throat> well, just getting out of the east, I think we had, I think we had about half dozen at our lodge. So the after lodge lodge varies depending on how busy uh, Reverend Josh, Reverend Lance <laughs> Josh, right? Um, he he's pretty active in getting out and meeting people, uh, but. When he's, we've had years where it's been as few as one or two, uh, and we've had years that have been crazy where it's more like fifteen, um, which was like last year. So we don't really have a consistent influx of members. They they come in bursts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some years are better than others, and this last year for us it was was pretty good. I was I was real happy. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think we did five guys this year. Seven? Eight. Eight guys. <laughs> and then there's another lodge about a half hour north. I think they did 30, about 30 guys. Wow. And supposedly, supposedly it's a 100% retention rate, so... 
That's cr- that's. I mean, that's crazy to me. How do you even like? What do you just have a degree every single meeting with with like three or four guys in it every single meeting? Like when when do y'all? A lot of called meetings. Do yeah, just, oh, okay. The, the, yeah. I it's a really cool lodge. They have so they have dinner before lodge, and the your wife, your significant other, whoever can come with you to dinner and then they go inside for the flag ceremony and then whoever's not a Mason obviously has to leave. And they have a group of guys that stay outside if the people who are interested want to sit and chat or hang out or if they have questions or if they just want to chat. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, I'd, neat. I'd, I I kind of like that idea, but at the same time, I don't know if our lodge, our personal lodge, would actually go for something like that. That's kind of an idea we've actually talked about. Is you know have you know being able to do that, but I don't know. I don't. I really don't know how I personally feel about it. To be honest with you. <laughs> mm. Just give me it's it's an ideal, but I don't know. I I don't know. I just I leave it at that. I don't know what how I feel about that personally. Yeah. Well, different lodges do things differently, right? What works for yeah. one. Right, what's your thoughts, Harlan, on that one? And Tony? Tony's still here. His, his camera went blank as well. I'm here. Uh, I've got horrible internet service, so I'm just listening. <laughs> so, what kind of... that? You have to go to the live stream channel for that. You're, you're breaking the rules. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess you got to do whatever, uh, whichever part of it uh, fits your lodge best. Is is the only way I can think. Spoken like a master trying not to make waves. Yes. <laughs> well, we tend to um, not push things too strongly on other lodges outside of the after lodge method, which we evangelize very heavily. Uh, the rest of it, we we tend to not always recommend uh, other lodges doing what we do because it probably doesn't work in all cases. Right. Of course. The uh, chamber reflection is a good example. Our lodge does that, and most of them in our area do not. Um, and that's, I don't, just, just something a, a lot of the members feel strongly about, so it's something we do. And I, th- I think if you have a lot of guys who, who care about one specific aspect of either the initiation or any of the other degrees, then that's going to go a long way towards making it better. <clears throat> so how did you guys, I guess, whose idea was it to have a chamber of reflection in your lodge how did it? How did the other brothers feel about it? Has the Grand Lodge complained to you about it? And what? How do you think it changes the initiation of brethren who come through? Well, I mean, Harlan, that was pretty much you, wasn't it? As uh, a it was carryover from the TO Lodge, or am I mistaken there? Well, so we started doing it before the traditional observance lodge happened. Um, it, it, it was an idea I picked up from the traditional observance concept, but not from the lodge that I ultimately joined because it didn't exist. Um, 
so putting it together, like the idea that we needed one, I guess I could kind of claim credit for spawning the idea in the lodge, but ultimately it was uh, Jason and Josh more than anybody that ran with the uh, practicalities of, of making it happen. Uh, like I helped a lot with the ritual overtones, but the idea of convincing the other brothers and, and getting it done was more of those two. Um, so it, it, it kind of takes a team. It's almost like you need the ritual expert and then you need the guys who can actually make it happen. <laughs> did you, uh, you where did you get the, did you make the ritual or did you grab it? So ooh, how do I go into this? Um, in some sense, I kind of, uh, I Albert piked it, so to speak. In other words, I didn't make it up, but I strung together pieces of the degree um, with the traditional chamber of reflection, and, and we tied them together with the essays that we have candidates write. So if you come into our lodge as an apprentice, uh, you are going to spend time in the chamber answering on paper your thoughts on what man's duty to God, to his neighbor, and to himself is. Oh, they're just talking. Um, really? Those three questions come from the inner apprentice ritual of old, in some jurisdictions anyway. Mm. Um, and then the, the lecture that goes with it, of course, is tied to the themes of the inner apprentice degree. So in a sense... I, I took some poetic license, but nothing that we do in there is is just something we made up. Um, it's all tied back to the degree that the chamber is happening with. And I don't really know how much further I can go with it than that on the air. Does, does your Grand Lodge have to to approve this? So, um, this, this, this pseudo-ritual? or Our Lodge has long taken the approach of... Uh, asking for forgiveness instead of permission, <laughs> and that what the Grand Lodge doesn't know is none of their business. Uh, but also, our jurisdiction doesn't have a standard ritual. Uh, we actually have a set of approved texts to work off of. So, uh, I think I have does, a copy of that. Well, you have one <laughs> of them, yes. Um, but that gives us some flexibility uh, as well because... There is no mandated Grand Lodge ritual. Basically, what Harlan's saying is in our giant stack of Constitution and bylaw words, there is nothing that prohibits this. So until someone in the position to tell us so says that it shouldn't be, then we're, you know, we're going to do it this way. Well, I think we're past that. A lot of uh, we're Grand past Lodge. Grand Lodge? Really? Well, a lot of Grand Lodges have this fear. <laughs> it's a fear factor, right? It's a fear of change, fear of the unknown, fear sure. of something different than what they've been doing. Right. I think the first time uh, when we raised a group of Master Masons and we handed them those essays back with the assurance that nobody had read them and that these were for their own personal growth the whole time Did and now you can have them back. Uh, there were Grand Lodge people there when they saw us doing that. And it worked out so well too. that my expectation... Uh, too much stress on losing her daughter, I guess. Get her in. My expectation is we're just going to be left alone about it. Interesting. All right, which one, you, which one of you guys... No, Debbie Reynolds just died. You guys just need to stop it. Oh. Mm. 
Wait, are we talking about Princess Leia? Princess Leia. No, her mother. That's that's Carrie Fisher. Oh. Yeah, it's Carrie Fisher's mother. Oh, she died. Carrie Fisher's mother had a heart attack one day after her. After her daughter died. Hmm. I am about done with 2016 and all that comes with it. Yeah. Yes. In fact, that's why I'm laying right now. You're what? That's why I'm laying right now. When you get to be my age and you see everything <laughs> around you in 2016, <laughs> you, you just you huddle up and you just wait for the fall to drop and New Year. Laying low. He's like uh, he's, he's he's like that one guy in that Final Destination movie where he knows death's coming yeah. for him, so he's locked himself in his room and all the walls are padded and everything sharp is put away, and he's just sitting there until the time burns down. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just been a a, a crap year uh, all the way around. So my wife and I have resolved to actually stay up until midnight this year so that we can watch 2016 burn <laughs> dumpster fire dumpster well, fire for the past few years we've been kind of pansy about it and we'll we'll go to bed and maybe one of us will wake the other up around midnight we'll watch the thing on the TV and then go back to sleep especially cuz i have to get up and go to the scottish rite temple at early on new year's morning and I'm expected to be washed and sober. Why? So our Scottish Rite Valley gives away these glass. glasses on New Year to all Master Masons who care to come to the temple and get one. And people okay. collect them. It's like a really big thing. So all of the Scottish Rite leadership is expected to be there in the receiving line, shaking hands for like three hours. So I have to get up. Speaking of which, grab me one. Four, four, six, and six. <laughs> I'll do what I so can. So I don't have to go after. Four, four, six, and six. It's so screwed. It's uh, it's a thing I've done for a few years because I've been in the line at the oh Scottish for like six years, and uh, I did not know at the time that that meant I was giving up partying on New Year's Eve. But this is my last year. Uh, 2017 will be my last year in the line, so maybe I'll be able to go back to partying it up. No, I won't. I'll have another baby. Nice. Your parties so, are done, my friend. I uh, see my doctor for my annual visit today, and uh, we left the, the exam room singing that old uh, I'm just too young to be this damn old song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually what he told me, that I'm too young to be this damn old. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of old man problems. Oh, yeah? Not those kind of problems. Th huh. That is just fine. Hey, man, well, I mean, you're a past master, so... Yes, yeah. everything okay. else, though. Everything else. Uh, Nick, where were we on the, uh, on the an initiate thing? I think we got derailed there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, so we were at the part where the candidate has met through the investigation committee, and now he's wondering what happens next, and we tell him, well, we're going to vote on you, and everybody has to approve of you, and if one person doesn't like you, then you will not become a Mason. 
Yeah, I've got a story about that. Oh, Matt, fortunately, we, we have a story about a fellow who may have been blackballed. Matt, take it away. <laughs> yeah, well, originally when they read my petition, they read two petitions at the same time, and then they, they voted on first person and then the second. Well, the other one that was right along with mine, the guy was kind of, kind of a chump. So when they voted for me, they thought they were voting for the other guy, and I got blackballed. Oh no! We had the we had our DDI, we had all the the representatives of Grand Lodge, and the master at the time basically said, "I think there's confusion, and we're going to do a revote." And huh. they revoted, and I was found clear. But yeah, I I remember talking with the. The guy who signed my petition, I said, hey, how did my vote go? And he's like, yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's going well. Yeah, love it. Everybody loves you. Yeah. Why don't you just uh, hang out here for a little bit? We're going to go back in there and talk it over some more. <laughs> Boy, yeah, everyone then... has such good things to say about you. We're going to add something. Yeah, and it was kind of touch and go, and, and – uh, Finally, I stepped in the chairs, and I just got out of the East, and it's been kind of like a running joke the entire year that, uh, the master that uh, if, if the master hadn't gone against against uh, the bylaws of the Lodge and Grand Lodge, that I wouldn't have been there. So, And we didn't burn the Lodge down, so I'm calling it a victory. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm calling it a violation of the rules. <laughs> but it turned out okay, so you tell me. The ends justify the means. I think in this case that my everybody in the lodge would agree that, yeah. Then I wouldn't have got to come down and hang out with you guys. Come on. Aww. Well, I suppose Michigan's failure is, is our gain. <laughs> Prosecutor, your witness. <laughs> uh, now he's lowering the shit up. So that's funny. I guess I could always call Matt's wife to the stand and ask how she feels about him not being blackballed. Yeah, She's right. Here. Oh, She's really? Here. You want to talk to her? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm afraid uh, I might slip something. If she has any words of wisdom on your Masonic experience, yes, we would love to talk to her. Nothing that you want to hear. Maybe Fair after enough. you get out of the east. <laughs> oh, it's one of those uh, secrets, huh? Yeah, it's one of those Masonic secrets. Got it. I think you it's know, interesting. You become the Illuminati. I only know one past master who didn't take a short hiatus, quote unquote. Once he got out of the east, everyone else is kind of like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> one we and were at, treasure. yeah, exactly. We were at, we had practice, uh, I don't know, like four or five weeks ago. And I'm leaving practice, and like, we, sh you know, we shut the doors, it's a whole mock ritual thing. And I leave to go to the restroom, and I see this guy like right in front of my face at the door, one of those. He was opening door as, as I was opening the door. And I'm like, hello. And he's literally like six inches from my face. I'm like, hello. And he's like, hey. And he's like pulling on the door to open it. I'm like, you ain't coming in here. 
He's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, with all due respect, I have no idea who you are. He's like, oh, I'm a past master. But are you though? Because I've never <laughs> seen you, and I've been here for like a year and a half. He's like, "Ouch!" Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you hear the well, secretary running out of the office because it's right down the hall. Running out of the office, laughing hysterically, can't even breathe. He's like, "No, no, he's fine. He's fine." I'm like, "Yeah, you lucky punk." <laughs> But I mean, I, I you know, I I, oh. I can see that when you're just stepping out of the east and you've had uh, at least a little bit of pressure on you constantly for years and years to you know want some time off. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't. Well, I guess in that sense, I was lucky. I only had pressure on me for two years, so I guess that's why I stuck around. <laughs> Marshall advanced rapidly through the chairs. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll, you know, although uh, although Tony was a was very demanding on his senior warden. <laughs> oh, did he, he he had one year to get you in shape. Yeah, it, it worked out all right. We, we we all made it through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Right back, more whiskey. But, uh, and I tell you what, uh, I mean, you know, at, at our lodge personally, I mean, it's it, it's one of the things that we used to have that problem. But uh, here, uh, here recently, for for the most part, the all the uh, past masters they stuck around. I mean, I have Tony has, Harlan has, Ray has, Josh has, and you know. So hopefully, and Bruce, he, you will after you you're done. Of course, I will. And, and you know, even more important, than sticking around is they all took chairs, which is monumental and and helping the lodge out. Get experienced guys in those chairs and. Well, I, guys I, who have been. I think what. Go ahead. I think what helps is usually after your year, you usually get voted into like a trustee position. At least for the you know you get voted in for three years, mm-hmm. but that break of actually having to set a chair, but kind of keeps you involved because as a trustee of our lodge, I mean you're responsible for our lodge, the mm-hmm. lodge hall itself. So, um. That may be a part of it. Uh, I don't know. But, huh. uh, all of our guys tend to stick around, so for the most part. We got a good bunch. That's for That's sure. Cool. So what's your That's thoughts? Funny. Anybody else out there have thoughts on it? Or is me and Nick and Bruce all the one talking? <laughs> well, I was... I, mean, I, was I was afraid just, we lost Harlan. Well, uh, I was afraid we'd lost me too, but it seems I'm still here. So, um, <laughs> I have more technical difficulties with Google than anything else. Really? I got a Google Home, and that thing is amazing. Yeah, no, we're we're, we're not doing <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't. It's. No, that that frightens me far too much. The home is like the last place on earth that the government doesn't have bugged. Although they probably do and I just haven't found it yet. Hey, did you see where they're trying to subpoena that that Amazon tap or whatever? They're trying to yes. subpoena an Alexa and a murder. The Alexa, yeah. Yep. And they'll get it too. No, I don't think so. Well, Amazon's fighting it just so they can get good PR out of it, but uh, Yeah, right. They're like, "No." Yeah. But no, they'll lose in the end. 
Yeah. The law is pretty clear on how this works. Yeah. If you have evidence of a crime as a third party, you can be compelled to provide it. Confidentiality agreements can't shield evidence of criminal activity. Unless it's out of the country. That's why people put their tax evasion stuff in offshore accounts. Hmm. Interesting. But Amazon's not offshore. They're an American company in an American data center. So, Are they yeah. an American company? Because Apple's, what, Irish? Didn't no. Apple go to Ireland? A- Apple is an American company. They have an Irish... Uh, subsidiary where they park all their profits Mm. but they're still beholden to the US government just not their bank accounts okay um yeah but Amazon I highly doubt they are sending your Alexa request data outside of the country just for technical efficiency reasons so uh, it's in the country somewhere, and they will be compelled to provide it at some point. Hmm. The real question is, why do they keep it? To learn how to better assist us in the future. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't be a problem if they took the approach of, sorry, we don't have it because we delete it all. We don't store that data. Yeah. I mean, that's it's like the best way to get around the whole warrant thing is... This call will be recorded for quality assurance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this murder will be recorded for quality <laughs> assurance. Oh, man. But did what it was? Are they thinking the Alexa because it's always listening? I think it recorded some of the murder. Yeah, or somebody yeah. was like, "Alexa, where's my knife?" Yeah. Alexa. <laughs> 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 well, maybe the victim's name was Alexa. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of cool, like or the a little futuristic, but maybe it was kind of like the movie Taken, where they were getting kidnapped and the guys like describe them as as we're on the phone and and the person's like Alexa, they have brown hair and green glasses. <laughs> Alexa's like, I can't help you. Alexa, call the police. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot do that yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. That is available in a future upgrade. Right. You could purchase it. You could purchase it. <laughs> Would you like for me to purchase that now? Please enter valid credit card. <laughs> All right, your card has been declined. Try again later. <laughs> Please tell me the three-digit code on the back. No one knows that code. <laughs> like, uh, that's funny. You're stabbing me. Sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> Playing Stabbing Me by the Rolling Stones. (laughs) 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 Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Matthew May. Well, you know that would be awesome. That would be awesome if we could use Alexa in the lodge. Alexa, Google how to wear your apron. We could have it control the lights. We could do that. Oh, so then when you tell the junior deacon and he doesn't listen, you could just have Amazon do it. No, I'm just going to have an Alexa in the junior deacon's chair. <laughs> Alexa, perform the fellow craft proficiency. <laughs> right. This has potential. <laughs> this has a lot of potential. 
Alexa, please inform the Tyler. Oh, da, 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 da. The services will no longer be necessary. He gets a little text message. Okay. <laughs> the master has said da 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 da. Oh man. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. You know who I'm really mad at right now? Hodap. If you're listening, which I know you're not, but somebody tell Hodap I'm mad at him because Google Play had half off movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So I bought The Man Who Would Be King because I've never seen that movie. And apparently it's an amazing classic. And I've purchased American Book of Secrets, The Freemasons. And in there, freaking Hodap, man, why'd you leave some stuff? He says everything. Have you guys seen it? It's on the Discovery Channel or the History Channel or something. No. Oh, my goodness. And he's, he's like, you could tell it was a long time ago. He, he looked a lot younger. And he's like, oh, but then we just did it. And I'm like, oh. and he's like, oh. say that. I'm like, oh, oh, no. Wait, how is he still Mason? <laughs> I was like, he didn't really leave too much left. But if it wasn't for Hodep, how would we know whether the Grand Lodge of France is good or bad this week? It's a change. <laughs> right. I wouldn't know. Oh, actually, somebody submitted news, and I clicked on it, and the I know the person who submitted it to him. I was like, "Huh, interesting." Apparently, people do tell him stuff. <laughs> well, Matt, I don't know if you heard, but uh, it was last week or the week before the Grand Lodge of France withdrew recognition from uh, Tennessee and Georgia specifically. So, uh, I got that from Chris. This week, they're okay. Of course, you did. No, that part I didn't get. No, oh, that hurt my head. <laughs> so, I have a question because it seems to differ everywhere. After the candidate goes through the first degree, gosh, and I feel bad for the person listening to this show trying to be like, I just want to know. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about Alexa? Alexa, damn it! He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> the guy's like taking notes. He's like, I give up. Um, so anyway, so the investigation committee comes to your house. They just want to make sure everything's legit and that you're not crazy. It's kind of like the last thing. Then they vote on you. Every single person has to approve of you. If one person doesn't approve of you, you're just not going to become a mason for the next year until they figure it out or whatever. Or longer. Then you, th yeah, or longer. Then you go through your first degree. So my question next to you guys is after the first degree, in most jurisdictions, the candidates have to learn something. Do you guys make them learn something? Is it the typical entire Q&A? No one sees Matthew shaking his head. Use your words. Come on, people. Look, look at me shake my head. That bald spot there. You can't miss that. No, um, you need a yarmulke. I was just going to say that. Oh, <laughs> I got one. What are you talking about? That's weird how he pulled out. Perfect. Quickly. <laughs> no, we have uh, a proficiency that they have to do. That, that um, was the, hold on real quick. Uh, Nick, that was the hat he wore as master. All right, go ahead. Hmm. No, actually I had a minion hat. No joke. If you look through my Facebook, I'm sure you can find it. But yeah, I have a minion no, hat. That's I don't awesome. Do that. I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they have uh, what they call the old proficiency, which they sometime in the 90s they went away with that, which basically you had to give the 
the entire, basically the entire degree from how you entered through what happened, what you do, who did you talk to, what was your obligation. You have to know all that. In the new form, it's basically, do you confirm this? Yes, 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 done. It takes maybe 30 seconds. Really? Yeah. And a lot of the, a lot of the older guys really don't like that. Do they not even have to say their obligation? No. Oh, well, that's... No, you you basically have to know what, uh, the, what the password is and the grip, and that's about it. Wow. Speaking as the older guy here, no. <laughs> I do not like that. No. It, it doesn't require any participation on his part other than going through the degree and shaking his head yes when you interrogate No. I mean, the, the, the one thing you can at least give back to your lodge for everybody doing everything involved for putting on that degree to initiate you is prove that you learned something. I mean, that, that's like absolute basics. But it's kind of like pass. I mean, if you pass a test once, like congratulations, you pass a test once. Yeah, because our, our well, lodge, no. to get around what, that, what do you, have, what, what, what do you mean? All right, for example, in Massachusetts, I had to learn 20 seconds, maybe 15 seconds worth of stuff. But in Florida... That's not a test, man. That's a pop quiz. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, need, I need like a midterm here at least. Come on. <laughs> you know how much effort is involved? When my brother was going through in Florida... Well, here... We run you through the final every step of the way. Right, Man. right. When my brother know from everything, your work, start to finish. That's a little much. When my brother was becoming a mason in Florida, he called me after his initiation. He's like, he's like, I gotta learn so much. I'm like, what do you have to learn? And he has to learn the, what is it, thirty or forty questions, the Q and A. And that took him like a month and a half of every single night studying for him to get it. I mean, that sounds about right. It's supposed to. Yep. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you want it, see, that's the thing with Freemasonry in my eyes. If you want it, you're going to put the work in. I wanted it, so I put the work in, you know, just like everybody else. Right. Oh, of course. Well, plus, you have to bear in mind, hold on real, real quick, Tony. It's, it's only worth to the person, you know, the, the effort they have to put in if, if – if they only have to remember, you know, 10, 15 seconds of saying something, what, like, what does that tell them about how we feel it's important that they learn what happened? Hmm. Like, you, you don't think it diminishes the experience when, you know, that's all they have to do? Well, okay, so sure. Bear in mind, most of, them, most of them don't come in with a natural want for learning, like, let's say you. Like yeah. you're obviously somebody who's way more interested in, in this than I would guess the <laughs> I would guess the average person. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um that's a terrible beanie hat. I don't know, I just feel like I just feel like it's kinda like just yeah. a uh, it's a test. It's like everything else. Like, all right, cool, you pass a test. Like, does Harlan remember everything you took at the bar exam? Do you really want to know the answer to that? <laughs> yes, Only if it does. helps my cause. 
<laughs> no, actually, I, I don't remember. But don't you think? Don't all. you I think? It out of my brain. So, so, I mean, that, that's not really comparing apples to apples there. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, Tony. Go. I, isn't that effort worth something, though? And it's not just learning the, the Q&A. You're assigned a lecturer, and then you talk to that lecturer, and, yeah, you go over everything that happened in that degree, but you also talk about the finer points. You, there, I, I, mean, I, I think most people develop a bond with their lecturer and they Absolutely. feel comfortable. And with what you're saying, I don't think that that bond would occur between the mentor and the and the and the student. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, um, additionally, let me add that I, most of the guys after they're initiated, you know, like they don't even really know what just happened, and mm -hmm. uh, like maybe they need somebody to explain it to them. And it, at the very least, the, a, a lengthier Q and A makes it clearer for them. Right. Yeah. So you're not, well, you're not gonna, when you when you have a standardized ritual, though. Go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry. No. Well, I'll just say you're not going to understand the symbolism. You're not going to understand the bigger meaning of all the little things that happen during that degree if you don't learn that degree and learn the meaning behind it. Because you're not going to learn any of it as it's going on. You're not going to learn right. what happens. You're, you're but even even being able to go through on the long form. You're not going to know the meaning behind every part of symbolism. Well, no, that's, but that's the beauty of masonry: is, is you spend your entire life looking at the ritual, looking at the symbolism, and continually applying it to your life. And that's how you continually learn. It's not just something where, hey, here's my proficiency in the long form or the short form. Hey, I know everything. It's it's, hey, did I? How can I apply this to my life now? What does the beehive mean to me? And right. it's just something you continually apply to. Mm. So, I mean, the short form or long form, I mean, it's, it's more like, uh, it sounds more like the, the ancients and the modern. That'll debate. Well, the yeah. way I see it, the way I see it at our lodge is the fact of, you know, you put the work in to learn as much as you possibly can, okay? If you get up there during during your your uh, examination and you don't know it word for word, okay, that's fine. It's the right. fact that you put forth the effort <coughs> to learn as much as you can. That's what we're more interested in. Yeah, yeah. putting forth the effort, you putting forth the the want and the will to become to join our fraternity, and that's what we look for you know we don't want people to come in and say okay here you go I, I went through it just to you know just to have that ring or just to be able to say that i'm a mason and because it kind of in my eyes it kind of deters the it detours the people that are just there to for the you know under false pretenses mm. you know that's just the way i look at it it's my opinion Absolutely. That's why I like the way we do it. And I mean, honestly, what matters even more than whether you know it word for word or not is whether your lecturer says, hey, this guy's ready. Yeah. I can see where your retention rate would be higher if you didn't make them learn all the, the whole Q&A part of it. Uh, if all they had to do is say, yeah, 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 that's easy. But uh, for me, it <laughs> took me a year and a half to come off my inner apprentice degree. So. Huh. Wait, say that again? Well, you was working out of town a lot at the time too, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it wasn't just that. 
But but if I if all I had to do is say yeah 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 I, I you know not well, in like agreement or whatever I I would have done it a lot sooner. But yeah, I was working out of town. I couldn't sit down with my lecture for about a year and a half. Once I sat down with the lecture and spent the time, it only took about you know thirty days or so. But um, I don't know. But I, I, to me, it just meant more to me that I I went to this guy's house. We sat back in the in his back uh, room and we just sat there and. He'd, he'd light his pipe and we'd sit there and, you know, I, I, we became great friends because of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I went through with three other people, three other people, I think three other people. And we definitely formed a bond, um, which is another thing I've learned a lot in the past couple of weeks with IRC is that some lodges do multiple people at once. And some lodges only do like one candidate per degree night. Which the latter seems crazy to me. Well, it depends on the degree as well. You know, in Michigan, we can do multiple, but you can't. You have to do entered apprentices singular. Uh, fellow craft, you can do as many as you want at one time. And the master mason, the first part, you can do as many as you want, but then the second part is singular. And then I know some other. Those wacky jurisdictions have three parts. Hmm. Three parts? Oh, all right. My internet wasn't working well earlier. Can we revisit something y'all brought up earlier? Like that business Make card covering up your T-shirt? But the one you didn't Yeah, I, I covered up my company name. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can't see the company name now. Um, but, uh, no, you said that everybody... When they vote on a candidate, hmm. everybody has to vote and everybody, it has to be on agreement. Correct? Right. Do any of your jurisdictions allow the Tyler to ask to be excused from voting? Oh, no, I've never heard of that. Is oh. it the. But, but uh, oh, did I just. That's a sore spot. But, yeah. It sounds like. You, you want to run with that, Harlan? Uh, won't happen this year. <laughs> our our lodge thinks it's somehow okay or appropriate to move to excuse the Tyler from voting during candidate balloting because the Tyler's too busy stuffing M and M's in the dining room to be bothered to come in and vote or sleeping, um, or actively patrolling with his AK. I mean AR. <laughs> AR. We think. <laughs> I mean his right. X. So it's always a big thing because uh, it, it always carries, and it's always with me screaming, screaming dissent every time. Because oh. in our jurisdiction, the lodge can't excuse somebody from voting on motion, and I always go with the just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Hmm. I always lose, but it comes up every time we ballot on a candidate. It, it's become like a running joke now. People will look at me and grin as they make the motion. Well, in our situation, though, our Tyler for years and years and years was a past master that had been there for years, an older fella. And if he said he wasn't going to vote, he wasn't going to vote. He's the one who has uh, more of an obligation to vote than anybody else. If he's been there that then, long, a trusted senior past master. Right. And then when he... We got the next Tyler. Uh, he was also a, a son of a charter member, and he would always ask to be excused. 
So, Marshall, now that you're the Tyler, I don't think you ought to be excused for voting. I think you ought to set a president now that starts us always voting to Tyler. So. Yes, sir. Uh, I tried that uh, the last time I was Tyler, and uh, we didn't have a whole lot of people come through at that, that year. But uh, this year I will be voting every vote. So Glad to hear it. Yeah. I, I will Good. not entertain oh, I, the motions that will come up, I'm sure, every single time we vote. I approve of this. <laughs> so I have a question. I'm totally talking about the last meeting. So I think I'm totally mm. stealing this from. Did I see your Sandy C. So it's Tyler's Marshall's the Tyler. Yes. Yes. Is Tyler the Marshall? Is the Marshall's name Tyler? <laughs> no, that would be hilarious, though. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> if only we had a guy named Tyler. <laughs> no, our, our Marshall is the former Tyler. So. Doesn't work the same. Does not work the same. No, not quite. Unless his middle name is Tyler. Way to really confuse the new guy. Marshall, get the Tyler. Tyler, grab the what? <laughs> that was one question I had. The other thing that y'all brought up earlier when you talked, you were talking about how I think Matthew was uh, almost blackballed because they put more than one candidate in the vote. Mm -hmm. I, I've always been against multiple candidates on one ballot. Uh, I think you ought to do each candidate by himself. Well, let's time out. We once had like five petitions. I don't have till three o'clock in the morning to do this whole thing. That's Master's prerogative. Whether he, whether he wants to vote on them all at once or individually. Gosh. And then if there's a black ball on all five, then they'll have to be done individually, of course. But... Yeah, what we normally do is single vote, and if it's if there's a black ball, then we split them up. Mm -hmm. um, but I've actually never – I don't think I've ever seen a black ball. Like, we kind of – like, it's known. Really? Yeah, it's it's we got some old guys in our lodge. It's known if it's going to happen. Like, well, I ain't going to waste anyone's time with, <laughs> you know – <laughs> Yikes! I, I have heard I have heard of stories where where uh, uh, a person of color was going to join the lodge, and you know you had the good old boy network was there, and they were going to oh, obviously yeah. blackball them. And the master went to the the wardens and basically said, "This ballot is clear. Period." Huh? And yeah. it, they said the ballot was clear. But it's unmesodic to ask somebody how they voted, so the guy who blackballed them couldn't say anything. Oh, but, yeah. I want to believe that so one. Kind of <laughs> I mean, two wrongs don't make a right. I guess maybe. Hmm. That wasn't my lodge, fortunately. Yeah, but it's not right to was, uh, I was gonna say this is, just because of their color, anyway. I agree. This, this is one of those That's cases where you reason. discuss that for sure. Huh? Well, I. Uh, I'm not going to go in depth to what our lodge will do, but we'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> so it's taken me the whole show, but I fixed my camera. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, to be to be fair, you had a picture up. It was just frozen on your face, so it just looked like you were looking at us. Wait, really? Yeah. It wasn't really like the deep after lodge logo? 
I just thought I just thought we impressed you with our knowledge, like Dunning and Davis and Riley. Did, and you were just sitting there yeah, contemplating. Um, I like to to be a an internet masochist and not use simple things like I don't know a Mac. So then stuff breaks and I have to go find kernel modules to tweak options and make web cameras work. Why I should have done this from why? the launch. Why, why don't you just use Windows? Like, what is? Um, it's a good he's question. A, he's a technology hipster. Yeah, uh, hipsters <laughs> use Linux. That's I can't be like the common folk. But yeah, but then it's like it's like oh, hold on, I have to install something. Sudo app 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 install app that clean app do uh compile build build make build it and you're like. <laughs> but it's good now. See, I I like haven't recorded. Forty-five this minutes sh- later, you're like, "Oh, good, I updated Chrome." Yeah. Well, I haven't recorded the show. <laughs> <laughs> I've recorded the show from my office before, uh, so I had never used this web camera. So now that it's fixed, it'll stay that way. But um, I'm sure there's no improvement on your image. So. <laughs> nah. No, that that's just because the uh, the camera's crummy. It doesn't show off my. Uh, my my goodness here, but the low resolution kind of hides my acne spots, and my neck beard doesn't look as patchy. So, boy, I feel like I to be like, man, I can't wait to join this ancient honorable fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> the message I'm trying to send here, Nick, is that we are made of of all types, and oh, uh, you uh. You hacker neckbeards of the world are welcome into our fraternity as well. I just, I think it's funny when a guy comes to the lodge and like this past master dons like a cape and turns on the fog machine and he says, <laughs> "We are an ancient." Start, starts playing fraternity. Final Countdown, <laughs> right? <laughs> all of like the six presidents but i'm going to go ahead and lie and say that almost all the presidents were masons i'm going to tell you that all the deck the signers of the declarations were masons it was really 13 <laughs> we are significant and here's our neck beard yes <laughs> uh. well, sadly in the end we are just men hmm we may not do everything right, but at least we did the best we can. What was that groan for? <laughs> did you not agree with that? Harlan is not a man. He is a machine. He is a robot. Uh, one day I'll tell them the truth. Does not compute. Uh, he's, he's due for his update. <laughs> Seriously, exactly. So you guys make your candidates use Linux. Our guys are like using Apple or Windows. It just kind of works. Like, no, mm, that is not a fair comparison. That is not a. Fair, I'm with Bruce on this one. Actually, Apple. Yeah, you should have stuck with Apple. That's a fair comparison. Yeah, yeah, I was going to too. Oh, darn it. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm using AT and T, but it works. Seems to work just fine. <laughs> we metaphorically have our candidates use Windows, so that just whatever hardware they choose to bring into the lodge will make it function. <laughs> might not be well or secure or stable but it'll work but isn't that really what we are 
if you think about it. What were Windows? An outdated, <laughs> poorly functioning <laughs> operating system that moves slower than it needs to sometimes. Calm down. Let's not piss off David Riley. He's going to jump on and start going off again. Why? What? What did I say now? No, I remember when he was talking about the old wooden. Oh, I don't know if he said it. He was talking about the old wooden panels that are on a lodge. Like when you walk in, it's like, oh, welcome to our museum from 1965. And you put them into the lodge room. Oh, yeah, but not like, not like cool 1965. But yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. That cheap wood paneling and the, yeah, yeah. We've got some of that in our lodge. Not much. We're working on it. It's in the it's in the preparation room. It's in the preparation room in front of that. Oh yeah, closet. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it'll be coming down here. Took shortly. some two by fours and cheap wood paneling and made a closet. Yeah, it's coming. It's it's in the works. Probably. And it functions terribly because when we shove a candidate in there, everybody can still hear him scream because it's just wood paneling. <laughs> and every now and again, we get a smart here? one who ah! just picks his way through it. Can't wait till we're done with the goat jokes. Wait, we had- what's wrong? What's wrong with the goat jokes? No, no, it's dead. We we raised. Uh, no, here's here's the problem, Nick. Is like 10, 20 years from now, right. when you're one of the grumpy guys sitting <laughs> on the sidelines, the new guys will be the ones making the goat jokes. That's never going away. That's never going away. Well, no, the thing uh, of it is, you're not doing the goat jokes right. What you need to do when you do the goat jokes you have an actual goat outside tied up to the fence post gosh i was actually i'm I'm, I'm, i guess i'm just still a little hurt because one of my really good friends when i was going through actually convinced me there was a goat and i was like how did we get a goat in downtown boston like where do you guys even get goats from (laughs) and they were so serious i'm like but where we have to be in that room? Where are you going to put the goat, dude? This stuff's from the 1700s. You can't just let a goat roam in here. There's so much parchment; he'll just eat it. <laughs> so, so Nick, was you mad because there wasn't a goat? No comment. Agree with Spurs that he bought just for the occasion. It's like it's one of those like okay we're all right all right we're about like halfway done I don't uh... yeah he he didn't pay attention the entire degree because he spent the whole time looking for the goat told, like you <laughs> looking think for about the goat stuff he has no idea what happened his initiation <sighs> you think about that you're like all right well so yeah so as I was with the candidates for the third degree we had a couple weeks ago I was like listen there's gonna be a whole lot of stuff being thrown at you you're gonna think it sounds silly it is silly just say okay so they stop saying it. And they're all like, what are, you t- what are you talking about? And not two seconds later, y'all ready for the goats? <laughs> See, the problem is we then threw them off even more because now they're doubly confused. They're like, well, maybe he's just saying that because there is a goat. Now, part of that, um, part of your issue, Nick, is the jurisdiction you find yourself in is much more, what's the word I'm looking for, flamboyant with the goat jokes than a lot of us. Like around here, it's a little more subtle than somebody actually staking a goat to the front porch of the lodge and making the candidate wear spurs, which I've heard happens there. Oh, but, uh, Brother Hard, you do know that we was trying to get a goat. Yes, last, yes. I wish you wouldn't tell the entire <laughs> internet that, Marshall. <laughs> 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 
I got some some groundskeepers from the Grand Lodge that we uh, initiated into our lodge. And when they got raised, they were all freaked out because, of course, they work at Grand Lodge. So all of the Grand Lodge people had been giving them the goat quips, like even the women that work in the office. So uh, Reverend Josh wanted to borrow a goat and like tether it to the front porch of the lodge before they showed up. <laughs> but we didn't. So terrible. Yeah. But in this oh, case, I didn't think it was in as bad of taste because these guys had such an existing tight relationship with everybody, including the Grand Lodge. Um, but we still didn't do it because I would never be able to get on this show and pretend to sit on my high horse about that particular thing again. <laughs> so right. it happens. And to be it's fair, funny. like Harlan said, these guys heard about a goat long before they got to our doors. Yeah. Man. I mean, uh, you see postcards from the twenties and thirties talking about the Masonic goat. I mean, this joke's yeah. been around long before we were around. It'll be around, around long after we're gone. Where's that lodge that uh, that built the steeple with like the uh, you know the wind compass thing that tells you which direction the wind's blowing? Like the iron one, but it has like a goat on the top of it. Oh, <laughs> and it's on a lodge. I forget what lodge that is. Instead of a chicken. Yeah. Awesome lodge number one. <laughs> this is how we get posted in the conspiracy subreddit. <laughs> it's true. Well, that's the Masonic secret. There is no goat. It would have been so much cooler if somebody had a goat head and like a black Jedi robe on when you were raised. Mm. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> Why not? I'm, I'm trying to find on that conspiracy thread. One guy was like, "My grandpa was a level thirty-two, or my grandpa was a level thirty-one Scottish, or my grandpa was a level thirty-one Mason." And I just commented like, "No, yeah, like, <laughs> are you be- sure?" Like, he wouldn't be a 31, and we don't do levels. I mean, like he could have been, like, a level 42 paladin, but I guess your grandpa <laughs> would be. You're the guy that's saying the goat jokes before Lodge. That's who you are. He's trying to make it sound like he's fully against them, but he's the one who usually starts them. Yeah, I can imagine. I... Eh. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the context. I crack a lot of the goat jokes like before, but then when the night actually comes, I tend to not do that. I feel like that's fitting because then you're just ribbing a new brother while he's learning his proficiency and hanging out with the guys and whatever. But then when the actual night to confer the Master Mason degree comes around, that's probably when the goat stuff should take a break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so maybe that's that's my uh, my justification for what I do because I'm pretty consistent in that because I do make a lot of goat jokes, just never on Master Mason degrees. Well, well, the thing of it is, on the degree itself, it should be quiet in lodge. Well, I mean, even we during the dinner. That, but hey, I don't know about the dinner. Just just like that whole night. Dinner is the prim- primary. Nah, well. That's where I go all hypocritical and I start giving people the ixnay on the goat's nay 
And then they're looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? You were just busting this guy's chops about riding the goat like for the past three months. <laughs> so in my brain, there's some consistency <laughs> to my opinion on the matter. I know it doesn't seem that way, but but I like to think so. Man. I could George. just be a hypocrite. Uh, that That's possible too. So one of the guys in the in the IRC, Rolling Thunder, he's saying, next April Fool's, can we mess with uh, the subreddit conspiracy? And he goes, let's just come out and tell him a bunch of BS secrets are true. That, that DC is built upon a secret Masonic treasure pile. That George Washington is still alive. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad you brought that up. because We never walked on the moon. <laughs> and Elvis isn't dead. The national treasure is true, and we are in we are uh, in uh, in cahoots, and we have all the information for this billions of dollars of wealth. No, we we're not doing that. The Masons are never in cahoots with Nicolas Cage. Not as a thing we'd like that will ever happen. As much as we'd like to be. I don't know. We've been telling people that the Ark of the Covenant is in the the basement of our lodge, and Stephen Warden has the key. It, it could be in the basin of some Masonic lodge. Like that would be a good place to hide the Ark of the Covenant, because nobody's going to clean that out for three hundred years. <laughs> Pretty much. And when we say to Florida, it's like it's in the basement, and they're like, "But this is Florida. Have a basement." And we're like, "You only think that. Yeah. That's what they want you to think." <laughs> We have a basement. We're Masons. Of course we have a basement. Actually, we should probably launch a call to all of our brethren in the audience to go looking through your lodge's storage room because there's probably some cool stuff, maybe even the Ark of the Covenant, that no one's looked at in 200 years. That's what I want to – I'm going to find one of those little Ark of the Covenants about this big and we'll keep it in our library and everybody can go, what is that? Is that the Ark of the Covenant? Well, yeah, it's right here. Right here. I don't know what you guys been looking for. <laughs> Try telling you about it. It's been here for years. Man. At my mother lodge, at my mother lodge, we have all the minutes from the 1800s and sooner. Oh, that'd be sweet. And we don like the white special gloves that you need, and we open and we read the minutes, and we're like, "Wow, this is amazing." They argued just as much as we did. It's like <laughs> they just as much as they did. But it's about cool. the same thing. <laughs> right. But it's cool because it was actually it was all handwritten, which kind of sucks. But they were I mean, they knew how to write, man. Like it wasn't chicken scratch, like you could tell every word and sometimes they you could tell when it was a long night because they made like pretty little borders on it. Um, <laughs> if somebody died, they drew a tombstone. Yeah, well, the secretary was probably one of the like collegiate men in the lodge. Yeah, and wrote stuff for a living. Right. We started on this project, but it got way too crazy. We were gonna follow the names of the guys and like kind of put in an Excel sheet and see like, oh, brother so and so became initiated this night, and then go to like the next year and he was junior deacon, and the next year he was senior deacon, and like see him go all the way to master and try to figure out like who stayed and who go who went. Yeah, that became too much. Well, and then you could get like the soap opera drama about who was in a secret fight with who that wasn't recorded in the minutes. <laughs> right. Who <laughs> was killed in a duel with deadly weapons by the brother that remained? Yeah. Uh, Etc. Although, fun fact, we used to pay the Tyler 
and the chaplain per person. Yeah. You don't still pay the Tyler? You guys really pay your Tyler? <laughs> no. Uh, no, we don't. Yeah, I want to know. Do we? Hey, <laughs> no. hey we, we need to check that out, man. We need to check it no, out. No, we don't. Because uh, I do hey, wish we that we were. Secretary. Yeah, we don't really pay the secretary. We reimburse the secretary well, for a small fraction of his expenses. Yeah, uh -huh. it, yeah it, it, that's what you keep telling us. <laughs> I'll tell the whole internet. I get paid five hundred dollars for stamps. I get paid one dollar per member per year. If I send no, two pay. letters, no way. Do you really? Yes. And if I send two letters during the year, that is my salary gone out the window. And I send yeah, a lot more than that. But your dues get paid too. Oh, your dues are paid. Okay, so. Oh come it's $80 on! A dollar per member. Your dues are only eighty dollars a person. Yes. I'd be happy with my with with my dues paid. Why Why even have dues at all if they're going to be that cheap? Oh, where is Jason when you need him? <laughs> Bruce and I are working on this. We've established uh, a new plan. Gonna be a, that, that's going to be a we're, whole new uh, wasp nest, man. Basically, we're going to put the lodge's expenses divided by the number of dues-paying members on a PowerPoint slide and then burn the place to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all yeah, for Nick, it's been, it's, because that would have been a ongoing thing, man. Eighty dollars? Yes. How do you guys so even... We our dues pay for less than half of the day-to-day -day operating expenses of our lodge. The rest of it is that's paid. Why we bust our butt all year <laughs> by that's, the handful of brothers in the social fairs that you hear about. Yeah. Yeah, you guys do some killer fundraising. Yeah. Well, we have to because we can't raise Literally. dues. We try, it doesn't work. Eighty dollars, man! Because I might become a dual member just just because. Can I just become a dual member just to? I mean, because it's like two dollars. Yeah. Now, sure. just bear in mind all the extra stuff you have to remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that might not be worth it to you. Yeah. Like, are those brothers looking for an easier, more expensive experience? Head up. I had a grumpy past master, past right worshipful, say, wow, I just noticed my coffee mug has reindeer screwing. Did you know that? <laughs> I've never seen that before. Wow. <laughs> Did you like a bourbon ball? I take this to work sometimes. <laughs> Great. Well, all right. Anyway, I had a grumpy past master, past right worshipful, say like, "Oh, you should go and do the catechism, just so we know that you're, you know, you know what you're talking about." So I said, "Okay," and I asked him a question from the catechism, and he didn't know the answer. And I said, "What? Huh? Do you, do you want to come back to me? What? Do you do you want to study and come back to me? We'll do it again." And then he was quiet. I never heard from him again. Just saying. Hmm. All right, well, uh, Nick, does your uh, initiate have any more questions for this episode before we proceed to close? I think my initiate walked out a long time ago. Yes, yes. Wait, did you actually have someone there? Gone, and he's not coming back. Because you keep looking off camera like you had a cow in recording with us the whole time. 
It's on YouTube. How am I the one in trouble? We trusted you, Nick. <laughs> we trusted I'm sorry. you. Uh, no, it's it's fine. I'm good. That's All easy right. for you well, to say. That might be the kind well, of shit you pull down in your south of the Mason-Dixon line jurisdiction. But Oh, whoa. Excuse me. I am a Massachusetts Mason. Okay? Tell him, Lewis. Tell him. Where's Lewis? He's in the chat. Oh, no. Dumbfounded. That's the guy. I am a Massachusetts Mason. I am just stuck in Florida. Hmm. You know who else is stuck in Florida? Walt Disney. Because Florida Dave Man. Riley. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. I think, <laughs> I think he's slowly dying every time he goes to lodge. Nah. Well, I mean, theoretically, that's true because, you know, we're all closer to death after each lodge meeting. All right. So anyway, that's it. So anything else going on with you guys? You guys have installations coming up soon? <clears throat> uh, we were last meeting. Cool. Yes. Uh, no, we have... What do we have? Oh, we have the, uh, the chili cook-off coming up. That's the thing on everyone's mind around here. Yep, I'm getting ready to win again. It sounds kind of hokey, but um, our lodge does things a little differently. What does that mean? So... Our chili cook-off has no rules. And by no rules, I mean there are no rules. No rules. <laughs> like, so, no rules as in, like, they could even put beans inside of there? Yes. So people <laughs> come to this chili cook-off. Clearly clandestine. More, more to watch us and the kind of chicanery we're going to try to pull on each other than they do for the chili. It's more. For it's like an entertainment show trying to catch landscaper Josh salting someone's chili or... Uh, there's all kinds of, of chicanery that happens. People cheat. It is dirty. And like our families and our neighborhood, they, they eat it up. So like literally they eat the chili, but they also laugh at us being dastardly. So, uh, there's a lot of bragging rights and, and, uh, smack talking that goes along with this chili cook off. So we all start prepping and talking about it and getting our game faces on like a month in advance. The best thing about it is watching your brother, brother squared trying to make us follow some rules. Maybe oh yes. Stopping his foot. And you can't do this. You can't do that. <laughs> Everybody just doing what they want to do anyway. <laughs> he tried so hard. He got so mad and he knew he knows how this works and he was trying to bring order to the chaos and it just failed. Was it Mar Marshall? Didn't you circumvent the, the rules last year? Is this Marshall the Tyler or Tyler the Marshall? It's one or the other. <laughs> Marshall what do you mean by circumventing Tyler? the rules oh, last no. year? What are you talking no, about? Was, I don't know what was, you're talking about. <laughs> All I know is I won. It you, was paid home, you paid homeless people to come in there and eat chili and boat. <laughs> he did. No, Bro, it was Tony. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. Did you not feed homeless people, <laughs> Mr. Kaplan? That's right, Nick. Thank you. I'm sorry. He's doing a duty to his country. All you're doing is losing my Amazon packages. What? what Wait, I think you got people mixed up. Um, G Pack here works in the propane industry. That would be me, Nick. Oh. And, I'll, and I'll have you know I don't lose a damn thing. How would you know if you lost it? Because <laughs> I know. 
Well, if you lost every piece is at all times. Yeah, Bill's never fallen inside the window of a LLV. That's so it's a big window. What, <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep the whole thing within my view. What, what, what do you want from me? It was the chaplain who bear crawled in through the back door of the lodge last year because Brother Squared <laughs> like got all mad and took the ballot box with the... Or no, he took the trays with the numbered cups on them into the kitchen and locked the door and then stood back there so that nobody could see what their number was as if we couldn't just look at our chili and tell anyway. So, so Tony <laughs> goes in the back door that he had a key to and like bear crawls behind brother squared. Who's like standing <laughs> as look at, look how big this guy is. And he's, he's bear crawling on the floor and then got up behind like the big, we have like an industrial kitchen setup, So there's like a preparation counter in the middle. And he he climbs up behind it to look at which chilies are getting numbered how, and then backward bear crawls back out of the kitchen, and everybody saw it except the guy trying to enforce rules. <laughs> it was, oh, I, I so just understand how he missed Tony. I mean, Tony's like six foot seven. It's not. I mean, he's a big yeah. dude. <laughs> it's not like he was hiding behind boxes or anything. Like it's an open kit. Like it, it's all open floor space. He was literally just crawling across the open floor, and Brother Square just never looked down. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff that uh, people come to our chili cookout for. And that's the kind of fraternal misbehavior that we encourage in our listeners. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's called the After Lodge method. It's, yeah. it's, it's what that's called. You know what we should do? <laughs> so, Marshall, do you want to join forces this year? Man, you'll create one chili? Nah, brother. That I'm is really to... gross. I'm, I'm, I'm in for all the glory. I'm in for all the glory myself. <laughs> Tony's doing anything he can. All right, Matt, you got a story to tell before we uh, shut yeah, this thing just... down? <clears throat> yeah, just real quick. Um, just want to say a couple years ago, I w- when I was down, uh, down visiting uh, – uh, an area down south from where I'm at. Got to Southeast. visit, uh, yeah, you know, Pennsylvania or Virginia or something. Down there, there's a bunch of rednecks. Um, <laughs> got to uh, hang out with this, this bunch of guys, and, and uh, it was Christmas season. And there was a brother down there that wasn't going to let me sit in a hotel room. And I tell this story to all the all the people coming into our lodge nowadays. I said, no matter where you go, there's a brother that is going to help you. You're never alone. And it just happens to be that uh, Marshall's sitting here on my screen, and he made sure that I wasn't going to sit in that hotel room alone over Christmas. Him and Jamie brought me into their house had one heck of a dinner and I thank you guys for that. Oh, no I problem, think- and my wife's over here, she thanks you too. <laughs> oh, no problem. Oh. I do it again. Oh. You're more welcome anytime, brother. <clears throat> like 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 I tell people, when you're a Mason, you're never alone. Very true. You, you got brothers everywhere. And to the like said, potential no candidates who may be listening, that's 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 really what we're here for. Yeah. Ultimately, the answer to what to expect when you're expecting initiation 
is uh, Matt's story. That's really what you have to look forward to above and beyond everything else. Um, And I think too many of us, uh, myself included, kind of missed that point when they came in uh, or when they're trying to come in. You come in looking for whatever it is you're looking for, but very way too often it's it's not actually that but some of us who didn't come looking for this found it and decided that was well worth staying for anyway mm-hmm. so um the the fraternal bond that it spreads across the world is way cooler than just about anything else we do actually Agreed. probably anything else but maybe some guy in some other country has something cooler but for us that's it that's the the capstone <laughs> Yeah, we're all in this together, man. You know, and uh, <clears throat> brother Matt, I appreciate that. You know, but uh, I do it again. And like I said, you're more than I mean, you know, any of y'all more. You know, especially the guys that know me and Nick. I mean, this goes for you too. I don't know you very. You know, I don't know you, but you know, my house is open to anybody. You know, and uh, you know, and uh, <laughs> that's what this uh, fraternity means to me. So. Uh, but uh, brother Matt, I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, you're more welcome anytime, man. Anytime. And you guys are always welcome. You guys are always welcome up here. And I'm hoping uh, sometime, sometime in the maybe this next year, that uh, we get you guys come on up and we'll show yes. you a little bit of hospitality of uh, Michigan Freemasonry. Yes, we still yeah. need to tour We've the room. Yeah, I'd like to visit Grand Lodge for sure up there. Yeah, that's Grand Lodge is up in Alma, which is. Right about here. <laughs> Not really Grand Lodge, but that, uh, the lodge you was telling us about, whichever one's that Detroit. Oh, yeah, the, the one in Detroit. Yeah, it's, it's just a beautiful place. Thank you, guys. Especially going through the degrees when you when you know about masonry, there's so many little things. Hmm. Like when you go into the lodge room, there's like a stairway up to the balcony, and you count the number of steps. It's three, five, and seven. It all makes sense. It's just little things like that that when you're a mason just really blows your mind. Yeah. Very cool. Love it. Um, where in Michigan are you? Uh, I'm in the suburb of Detroit. Okay. How close is that to Mackinac? Very far. Because we're, we're like down here. Mackinac is like way up here. Oh, I had no idea. Okay. Cool. About a four or five hour drive. Cool. Awesome. But yeah, brother Matt, we've been talking about coming up there, and uh, we've been talking about ever since you left. We've been talking about coming up there. We just haven't pulled the trigger on it. But uh, we're uh, we're still we're still uh, getting trying to get the get everybody together to get up there one weekend or something. So now, that's coming. Man. We can do. If there's anything we can do to help smooth that process out. I mean, use me as a contact. Well, do anything I can to help. You can help us yeah, find a white windowless van. That holds 15 passengers and has a pole in it. <laughs> now, are you looking for the, uh, the the Chevy white panel van sort of? Like, oh, so we're not we're not that picky. It just needs to be American, have no windows, and a pole. That we could do. I would say that I can accommodate you, but uh, that would be kind of creepy. <laughs> I was waiting on somebody to say, oh, you can just borrow mine. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. 
Yeah, that's funny. I'm sure Bruce has access to uh, white veins. <laughs> hey, I mean, would, no, what? That would yeah. <laughs> if we could steal a federal vehicle to make the trip in. That'd be great. Bruce, uh, get to work on that. Hmm. We're going to do this national school. treasure style. FBI <laughs> chasing us and everything. Hey, I'm thinking... And I think I can get a few people to back me up that I'm crazy enough to do this. But maybe we should try to like do a road trip somewhere from somewhere else and see how many people we could get from the subreddit on the way. You know, like rent a bus, start wherever you guys live and go to wherever he lives and see how many people we could pick up like a Masonic tour of the United States. That's what we're doing right now. That's the After Lodge Roadshow. <laughs> well, when you guys are wanting to come on up to up to Michigan, I will coordinate with the uh, with the uh, Masonic Temple Association cool. and uh, make sure that uh, you can get taken care of. Awesome! Awesome! Yeah, the uh, worshipful for Detroit too is uh, my neighbor, so it's all good. Sweet! <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. All right. Well. I guess we will uh, call it close. Episode 152 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail if you feel so inclined to opine. There's a phone number in the show notes somewhere. I don't even remember what it is. Uh, if you want to hang out with us live, you can hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. And if you're around uh, when we record, you get the super secret link to watch the live stream. Uh, all the more reason to be on IRC, even if you're just idling like most of us do. And of course, the best place to find us, uh, aside from your neighborhood lodge, is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So until next week, brothers, have a happy new year, and we will see you on the other side. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, Lights the menorah. So do James Conkirk, Douglas, and the late Dinosaur. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish. Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together. What a fine looking Jew. You don't need deck the halls or jingle bell rock. Cause you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. Both Jewish. Put on your yarmulke. It's time for Hanukkah. The owner of the Seattle Supersonicas. Celebrate Hanukkah. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. <laughs> but guess who is Hall of Famer Rod Carew? He converted. We got Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby. Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish, not too shabby. <laughs> Some people think that Ebenezer Scrooge is 
Well, he's not, but guess who is? All three Stooges. So many Jews are in showbiz. Tom Cruise isn't, but I heard his agent is. Tell your friend Veronica, it's time you celebrate Hanukkah. Oh, forget a harmonica on this lovely, lovely Hanukkah. So drink your gin and tonica and smoke your marijuana. If you really, really want to have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah.